Escape from Plan A. Welcome to another episode of Escape from Plan A. Um, just some housekeeping before we get started. Uh, thank you, uh, you know, p- our, our uh, patrons, and we really appreciate your support. Uh, and for people listening to this who aren't patrons yet, please <laughs> become patrons. Um, you can find us on Patreon. Uh, and of course, you know, rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and... Um, you know, we, we, we really appreciate it. And, uh, if you have any feedback for us, please, you know, email us, uh, editor.planamag at gmail.com or drop a comment, um, and stuff like that. So, um, I'm your host for today, Mark, and I'm here with Jess. Hey. And, um, this is a, a episode I think that's, you know, that's really close to my heart. Uh, and I know, uh, from our Discord, um, our members only uh, Discord uh, people are you know interested to hear my story uh, and and more even more about my story as uh, a transracial and international um, uh, Korean or Asian uh, adoptee and uh, Jess and I both read the recently released uh, you know at the end of 2018 memoir by um, Nicole Chung called All You Can Ever Know. Uh, I actually listened to it on audiobook, so that made for some <laughs> pretty uh, interesting <laughs> car rides in, into an, uh, into work and, and uh, back home as I was, you know, on the verge of tears <laughs> for, for, for much of the book. Um, so it probably wasn't the safest choice of audiobook, but um, it was really fascinating. Um, for people who are not familiar with Nicole, um, she's been you know, a writer online, uh, and, you know, this is her first book, and she chose to make it a memoir about her life as um, an, a transracial adoptee. Interestingly enough, she's not actually an international adoptee. Her Korean parents had already immigrated to America, and she had been, she was born in America, but then um, I, she's transracial because she was adopted by white parents. Um so that, that makes her story actually a little unique in the, uh, Asian American or Korean, uh, and Chinese and Asian, uh, adoptee world just cause, you know, she's not technically international. Um, but that, you know, that's just sort of details there. But, um, so it, it's, it was a really, uh, I think it was a really affecting book for me. How did you feel about it, Jess? Uh, I, I really liked it. Um, and that's a tough statement. I'm not sure. Like, there's no similarity, really, in, like, the nature of the subject she's writing about. It's very explicitly for adoptees, particularly transracial adoptees and, you know, Asian adoptees. Um, despite not being an adoptee, right? Um, I am Asian. Uh, I still found so much to relate to it. So I think it deepened my understanding of adoption um, as an institution that has very real effects in the Asian and Asian American community. And I think it helped me understand where, uh, where get a better feel for 
the similarities in our experiences and also a lot of respect for the differences that obviously will shape um, how adoptees and non-adoptees will be able to relate to themselves, uh, to society, and like to each other as members of the community. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, she, she's uh, even if I didn't agree with like every take she had, or um, I, I've, I reacted differently to similar situations in my life, and and I'll start and I'll talk more about sort of my adoption experience maybe from the beginning. Um, I she she's a fantastic writer, uh, and I was engaged the whole time, and I feel her. Uh, she strikes a good balance of being uh, emotional, just talking about sort of her personal, because I mean it is her memoir, but being very descriptive and able to paint a picture of how she was feeling, even from like a really young age. Uh, and you know, I I think she 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 mentions that she was lucky enough that she had kept like a diary for a lot of her. Um, like, you know, for like maybe 10 years or so, like when she was uh, maybe in like high school through early adulthood. So a lot of her feelings during certain periods, she could actually go back to and look at her, her writing, which <laughs> I mean, was sort of lucky in that sense when, when you decide to, you know, write a memoir, because a lot of the time it could be just from memory, which um, as we all know, is pretty uh, fallible. Um, but for me, it was, it was, um, it was, it was tough to, to listen to in ways because she does, and I don't want to sm- swell too much for the book, but she does reconnect with her birth family. And, uh, she was adopted, um, in the United States and she was born, I think, like a month or so, or she was born premature. And, her 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 birth family were i think sort of classic korean immigrants right just like they they owned like a convenience store and yeah, they it's were a common, very much a common narrative for uh, right uh, and i think this played into the adoption story she was told and as the book goes on yes it actually goes into how um that actually turned out to be problematic in light of the actual true full story of her adoption Right. And, and I don't think she even still to this day has a 100, you know, not that she ever could maybe, but, uh, has like a complete grasp on the truth, right? Of, of the feelings at the time of both her birth mother and birth father. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a so, memoir, which is right? like, it's not a journalistic yeah. endeavor. So it's very much from her perspective, um, limited by, uh, the truth she's able to discern in the interactions that she has with her family, her birth family that she reconnects with later right. on. Uh, right. I don't, I don't think we have to be too precious about spoilers. The book's been out for a while, and we're, we're going to talk true. about it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, right, so okay, so yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't know, if you want to, don't want to know, turn back now. Um, That's right. That's but otherwise, right. Um, yeah, very much like like the circumstances of her, her birth family. Um, it's a, it's a very standard story that you hear a lot of, um, like, a it's working- almost Kim's convenience, right? Like mm-hmm. they have a convenience store. Yeah, basically. And yeah. they have, they have, uh, instead of, um, like in Kim, Kim's convenience, having like a son and a daughter, they have, uh, three daughters. Yeah. And, um, so, so, uh, Nicole is born, uh, premature and I think. The doctors don't 
the doctors tell the family that, you know, her, her birth family that, uh, they don't know if she'll live. Like the, the, they basically say like, chances are she'll die. And if she doesn't die, she'll be, you know, really sick. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, being, being immigrants sort of, you know, not having much money, um, already having kids, you know, it, it, it's a tough situation for any family to be in, but for someone, you know, for, for her, her birth family, it was, particularly precarious yeah. and it's you know i as much as i i have a lot of problems with the adoption system and everything like that i don't actually um criticize any particular birth family for deciding they're gonna put their kid up for adoption or not um you know that that's a completely personal decision and people have their reasons for it um I, I hope and I, I fight for family preservation. So if people who do want to keep their children have the means and support to do that, but you know, it, some people are going to make the decision to, to give up their children. Um, and in Nicole's, in Nicole's situation, they did that. And, uh, it was actually done not through an agency. It was done through a, just a private lawyer. Um, her, her adoptive family decided that they, you know, they were called to adopt. Um, they were very religious, uh, and they went and found this. They found this uh, this lawyer, and the lawyer was was somehow able to find out that this a uh, baby Nicole had been born, and that it was up. You know that it, the the parents were um, willing to 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 give up give her up for for adoption, um, and that happened, and she was an infant. Um, it, in my case, I was actually four years old um, when I was adopted uh, and I had spent some time in foster care, probably spent some time in an orphanage. Uh, I'm not completely certain about that because um, I was adopted with my biological brother and he's about two and a half years younger than I am. So I think there was probably a time when we were both with uh, our birth family and then I'm not quite sure when we uh, you know, given up for foster care for adoption and then put into foster care and then adopted to, you know, America from foster care. So do you um, have memories of that time? My four are still too young to have concrete uh, memories, but is there, is there an impression that you think you were able to take with you into adulthood from that time period? 